about a week ago, I found that I could not fall asleep. Uh, it was a combination of being in the midst of a sickness, which I am still at the tail end of, uh, and a number of just distracting thoughts trying to bring me down. And I've come to learn that those times late at night when you can't sleep can actually be some really rich times with God. And so I found myself taking advantage of the opportunity to listen to a sermon, um, to pray. But there was this funny thing that happened at about 1.30 in the morning. I was suddenly inspired to do a very specific episode of this podcast. And, and more than that, two specific people came to mind, uh, my friends Logan and Carolyn. And so at 1.30 in the morning, I sent them an email and I said, hey, I know this is crazy, but I'm going to roll with it. I'm thinking maybe God's up to something. I would love for you two to be uh, in an upcoming episode. And almost immediately, Logan responded back with excitement that he would love to do it. So he had happened to be up as well for some random reasons. Uh, I also heard back from Carolyn, who I'll share more in an upcoming episode about that interaction. But what I came to find out is that God was indeed doing something. And I don't know exactly what he's doing yet, but I do know that what was going to be a single episode has now turned into two episodes that I am very excited about because I feel like God wants to work. And so we're going to start off with an episode uh, where we get to hear the story of Logan. And I've been really encouraged because his story is a powerful one that deals with both loss and addiction. And those can be two areas where people can feel very alone, uh, very lost, very heartbroken, uh, and very hopeless. And Logan's story is one where God showed up in a big way and has worked and changed who he is and how he functions and what he's chasing after. This is my third time hearing Logan's story. I was inspired by it when he shared a long version of it by my fire pit one night. Uh, I was again encouraged when I got to stand with him when he was baptized and shared some of his story. And even this third time, I'm learning more and more about who God is and how he can work. And so I'm excited to share this with you and hope you are encouraged as well. This is episode 13 of the Where Did You See God podcast. Right. Today, I'm excited because I get to hang out with my friend Logan Shemp. And before we get going, would you mind if I prayed? Yeah. All right. Father God, I just want to thank you that you are God and you are good. And I just thank you for the stories that you've given Logan um, and the, the gift it's been for me to be able to hear them, um, but also the way he's communicated that this is all clearly from you and of you and for you. And so we just want to lift up this time and we don't know where it's going to go, uh, except we want it to go where you want it to go. So we're excited to see where that is. So I guess to start off, uh, give me the like 20 second who you are. Um, well, I'm Logan Schemp, as you already stated. Uh, I was born in Germany. I was an army brat, moved to Georgia, then moved here to Richmond. Um, and I've been here for the past like 15 years. Um, and then I was actually like technically out of Richmond, like about an hour from here. Um, but I was still like everything was here. So Richmond, I've been living here. Um, public schools, 
Um, I did a little bit of college, but uh, wasn't really, didn't have the vision there as far as like what exactly I wanted to do. Um, but I've been working for a company called Aquatots for five years. And that's like really kind of molded my vision um, and given me like a little bit of clarity because like I see it as my ministry a lot of like I impact these families, impact these kids. Um, so for me, that's just been a, a blessing big time because it's brought me from like where I was in high school of like struggling with all these things to a sense of like purpose and a sense of like meaning. And like I can definitely tell that God's called me to that. Um, and not having to apply for it too was awesome of just like I knew the family that owned the company and they asked me if I wanted to work. So uh, hopefully I never have to interview for a job or anything like that because I've yeah. never had to interview. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so yeah, I mean, my current day-to-day is Aquatots. I'm trying to get more invested with uh, East End uh, just because I moved to Richmond now. So I'm like, I was only 15 minutes to get here. So that was awesome. Um, so yeah, it's a little background. Awesome. And so we met maybe little under a year ago or so yeah uh and then as time has passed gotten to know each other but one thing i really appreciate about you is uh that you know god's given you a story and you want to share it and actually just a moment ago before we started the podcast recording uh you shared with me one reason you were excited to get the email for me uh would you mind sharing that again yeah so it's just um about how my testimony is not for me to just think about all the time or to write down just like Yes, I'll write down and I'll think about it, but it's more so for people around me, the community around me. And um, I mean, it's God's story. So mm-hmm. if I didn't share it, then I'm not doing God's work. So yeah. that's the biggest thing for me is that it's not, that's what gets me excited about my story is that people can hear this and hopefully it'll be words of encouragement. So. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited because the last time, so I've gotten to hear your story twice. Uh, one time I was at the your baptism, yeah. and it was the shortened version. And yeah. I got to hear a little bit of a longer version a couple weeks before that at the fire pit. Sure. And one thing that encouraged me a lot was um, just how much you were, you had a keen awareness of the Holy Spirit at work. And, and you had that awareness even in the midst of things that the world would say uh, was just bad stuff. Um, and so I remember feeling when you were sharing, it's like, man, I just, people need to hear this. Like there are people in our, our church and our community that right now need to hear this because I think they'd be encouraged. So, man, I just, I would just love to just jump right in. Like, tell me your story. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, well, I will say it's a story of, um, obedience is the big word that's kind of popped up in these past couple, uh past couple of weeks and then big time at church on Sunday. Um, so in February, so coming up on a year, actually, um, my dad passed away and I wasn't necessarily at a place of like faith at that time. Um, I guess I knew of God, but didn't know God. Um, and so like two weeks before that happened, my friend from Washington state introduced me to Easton fellowship. So I was like, all right, like that's, that's random. Like this person knew about this church. Uh, so I started going there and I mean, I felt like I'd been there for years when I first walked in and, uh, it just felt like a a big sense of family there. Um, and so from there, um, like I said, two weeks after that, my dad passed away. And so it was like, God was saying, I'm giving you this now because I know what's happening in two weeks. I mean, obviously he knew what was going to happen in two weeks from then. Um, but he just knew the perfect timing to get me to start going there and knew that, East End would be the spot to give me that sort of like family that I needed at that time. 
Um, so like I left, I lost my earthly father, but I found my heavenly father at the same time. Mm. Um, and so that was really big for me. Uh, from there, it's been growth <laughs> to, <laughs> to say the least. Um, and with growth, there's ups and downs. There's always going to be times where, um, you feel like you're like really down and you don't feel like you're growing. And then there's times where it's like, wow, I've not, I've done this, but God has done these things through me. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like, uh, like I was a really bad drinker, um, before my dad passed away. And then once he passed away, it got like really bad, um, to the point where I was hurting loved ones. I was losing loved ones. Um, I was putting alcohol before anything. And I was just like, I was at a bad spot. Like, and not to compare, like I wasn't at a, a spot of like, like I was still going to work. So like, you know, like the quote unquote functioning alcoholic, right. um, but a functioning alcoholic doesn't deal with any emotions or anything. Um, so I hadn't dealt with my dad passing away. I hadn't dealt with things from childhood. Um, so it was just a bunch of things. And uh, so one day I like almost lost this girl. That's like, she's my girl. Like I hope one day to be able to marry her. Um and that really like was the driving force for me to quit drinking. Um, and one thing I've realized through that is that, yes, she was like the initial motivator, but I didn't quit drinking for her. I quit drinking for God. Um, Cause fast forward a couple months, we aren't necessarily not together, but we're like completely giving it to God. So we're not in a relationship. And my immediate reaction after that was to start drinking and God put me on my hands and knees and said, <laughs> you didn't stop drinking for her. You stopped drinking for me. And just like had me just, the Holy Spirit was like making me repeat that statement over and over. Um, so from there, uh, coming up on seven months, my goal is a year of like completely not a drop of alcohol. Um, and then we'll see from there. I don't, at this point, I like, I don't even really think about drinking. Um, I've lost a lot of friends with it too, which is probably the hardest part of like, I'm 21 years old. All my friends are 21 years old, 20 years old, stuff like that. So that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just like I'm at a point of like trying to share share the word without shoving it down people's throat mm-hmm. um, and then just loving them. And hopefully God will show himself through me. So tell me more about, you know, your, your dad passed. Uh-huh. And, and that was one of the things that really struck me about your story is like the world would say that is just a bad thing. And you had a different take on it that the yeah. world would be like, wait, what? <laughs> Um, yeah, definitely, uh, a wait what moment because like it, it didn't even make sense to me. Um, like kind of the perspective I had on it. So as far as like my faith is concerned, losing my dad is the best thing that's ever happened. And like, again, that, like that (laughs) statement doesn't make sense in and of itself because it hurts and it still hurts deeply and it hurt deeply. Um, especially like seeing my mom and my sister, like that's been a really hard part, but God makes all things good and he has made all things good um, with a lot to be done. Right. Because like, I still want my mom and my sister to feel what I'm feeling and feel the love of God. Um, But like, there's a reason for it. And like, I've seen that firsthand, the reasons for why that happens. There's probably multiple more, but I've seen a lot of them and like what God has worked through me and through other people close to me from this event. Um, is just what has like that perspective like given to me. And it's like almost like my eyes were like wiped clean, you know, of mm-hmm. seeing what, like you were saying, what the normality is of that's a terrible thing. So what like I'm seeing is like a, 
like good can come from it, you know? So that's kind of the perspective I've had. And God didn't just leave you with that. He gave you confirmations over like several months. Like what were some of those moments that was almost like God was saying, yes, like I am in this. Um, so yeah, there has been multiple, uh, almost like every day there's been like (laughs) something popping up where just like, Hey, reminder, like I'm here, I'm with you. Um, one that I like to turn back to is like actually before my dad passed away, um, with somebody that I ran into with working two jobs. I ran into this guy that I knew from both jobs at a job site. Um, and he, he was talking to me about like his father-in-law that was like diagnosed terminally ill. Um, and said like, but it's been seven years. Like he was supposed to live six months. It's been seven years. Um, and so that gave me a lot of hope cause I had recently found out my dad had cancer. Um, but then looking back on it, I shared this with my, my baptism, looking back on it, it was God saying like, he works miracles, but he doesn't necessarily like work the ones that you always want at that time. Mm-hmm. And so that's just been a sense of like, it's not my plan. It's God's plan. Um, so that was one, um, trying to think of all of them. I mean, just the way that he took alcohol and went like that and it was, it was gone. Like I didn't have the, the urge. I mean, temptations are there, but it's like, sometimes God puts temptation in your life so that you can do good from it. Um, and just show that you can do good with it as well. Um, there's so many, I'm trying to like pinpoint (laughs) one to share. Um, so the, there's a lady at our church that um, was going through her personal things, um, like uh, illnesses as well, and she shared that scripture with me of, um, or just a letter that said, God's love protects me from nothing, um, but sustains me through all things. And that really resonated with me. And there was a day of work where it was snowing, our chemicals were off in the pool. Um, there was just multiple things that were going completely wrong. And I wasn't like, I could have gotten down and prayed about it. And I just wasn't thinking about that in the moment. Mm -hmm. And two minutes before I had to get in the pool and start teaching kids, which they had nothing to do with how I was feeling. So like I was Mm going to take it out on them. Um, (laughs) She, with all of her own personal things going on and all of her, uh, just everything. Like, I mean, she has kids and everything. She texted me and said, Hey, I hope you're doing well. Um, God put you heavy on my heart just now. So Mm -hmm. I'm praying for you. And I was just like, what? (laughs) Like, uh, it just, it just didn't make sense. Um, and then one I was just talking to about my friend right before this was, um, all my friends, basically what they do is they, um, smoke weed and they play Fortnite and they drink and there's not really like a quality of life there. Um, and I had driven one of my friends home from the bar one time and we got back to his place and he's trying to turn on his TV and it just, it wasn't working. So I got up, I was like, he's probably just a little intoxicated. Can't figure out how to do it right now. Um, everything's plugged in. I hit the power button. It wouldn't, it wouldn't turn on. And so I was like, God's telling me to talk to this guy right Mm -hmm. now. So I start talking to him and he just like kind of unloaded, like all the negative happened in his life. Not a single like positive word came out. Um, and then like, as soon as he was like done sort of venting and like kind of felt that like weight lifted off the TV just was like, and it cut cut (laughs) on. It was like, Uh, what? Um, and it's one of those things where, I wrote it down in my notes because there's going to be days where you're not hearing directly from God. Um, and with me being like new, like a new Christian and like new to this, I think God's really pressing into me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've known from talking with people that it's not always exactly like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been really adamant about like writing them down. So that way 
on days where I'm struggling, I can just look back through them and kind of read through like yeah. everything God's done. So. Yeah, that's a really good thing to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are things that I, I've got places where I've written stuff down, you know, a year ago, three years ago, 10 years ago. And it's just amazing how often I've randomly found myself looking at those and it's exactly what I needed to hear. It's like old me is convicting current me yeah. <laughs> of how I need to just trust God. Yeah. Um, so you talked about two things earlier that really stood out. One, um, you know, that God took away alcohol like that. And, and two, that that um, had a, a significant impact on what had been community for you um, with your friends, the way that you used to be able to interact, you no longer could. Sure. The easy connection points weren't there. So, you know, at the same time, God had, you know, brought you to a new church body and so forth. So tell me about what community has looked like for you since God started just mixing things up. Um, so community has definitely been changing pretty consistently um, in the sense of like people that have been friends since <laughs> middle school, high school have kind of dropped off um, and they dropped off heavy for like two months um, when I first like quit drinking. And I, that was partly because I wasn't, if I was still indulged in like the everyday with them, then I would have still been like partaking and everything. And it would have been really hard. Um, but then like on the back end of that, I got invited to like a men's prayer group that we do on Monday mornings and uh house church and like just everything was falling into place on that end of like these like iron sharpens iron, right? Mm -hmm. I need people that are going to challenge me not only with like professional life, but my faith. Because if I don't have somebody holding me accountable to what I believe and what I want to achieve, then there's not going to be really any growth there. And then the other big thing for me is I was talking with Chris Lee actually recently about this is I don't have that spiritual ammo. Like I don't, I don't know a lot about the Bible and like I'm, I'm doing a reading plan right now, but I don't have it yet. And I know that it's going to take years and years to develop that. Um, but kind of like Aaron in church, she'll just like pull up a scripture and it's <laughs> yeah. like just like coming out of nowhere mm -hmm. um so i just want to be able to like have that community where it's like all centered around the same purpose and that's god's word um with my mom and my sister uh that's like been a big like struggle as far as community because i think family is also a community mm -hmm. um just like trying to be like a man almost you know because like i'm 21 but I've had to kind of step up as that. Um, and so that's been really hard of like everything that I've got going on personally to also be like there, like trying to be their rock as well. Um, but my friends, the community is actually starting to grow. I started in November, like the day after my baptism, I started sending out a Monday text to everybody of just like words of encouragement or maybe a little bit of scripture, but more so like encouraging words than like, like I said, like putting it down their throat of like scripture, scripture, scripture. Um, and first couple of weeks, it was like a little iffy on responses and stuff. But now it's at a point where my friends are texting me, asking me to pray for certain things. Yeah. And like, I don't know, I think just being away has kind of made them. Uh, so I met with somebody that told me this analogy or like this, this like perspective on it that really has resonated with me. So he talked about he took these kids on a rafting like tour or something and they went deep into a cave um, to where like you could not see anything at all. Oh. Um, and then he took like a lighter and lit it after like five minutes when it was pitch black and everybody like turned away from it because it was so bright. 
Um, and so for me, that's, I was in darkness. We were all in darkness. And then all of a sudden I found like Jesus and like the light. And so the immediate reaction is to step away from that. But at the same time, if you're deep in that cave and you see a light like off in the distance, you're going to want to naturally kind of travel towards that. So that's what I've kind of been like very hopeful about is like if I stay off in the distance and just continue to to do what I know and what I've learned, then hopefully they'll eventually kind of start to come towards me again. Yeah. So. That's, that's good. Hey, what would, um, if old Logan was able to get a, like look into the future and see you today, what would old Logan say about Logan? <laughs> um, man, that's a hard question. <laughs> um, Old Logan couldn't look in the future because he was so worried about mm. himself and just the right then and there. Um, but if I did have like that moment, I would, uh, I wouldn't believe it, you know, mm-hmm. like I wouldn't think like this would ever be a thing. Like, um, cause also I hadn't seen that alcohol was necessarily a problem mm-hmm. and I didn't see that like my actions and everything that I was doing in the day to day was necessarily a problem. Um, Old Logan also didn't have uh, emotions, really. Like, I had emotions, but I didn't deal with any of them. And so, like, I would have been, if I'd looked in the future, I would have been like, wow, like, I can feel these things. I can express these things. Um, But, yeah, like I said, I don't think old Logan would have, he would have just been, uh, I guess, oblivious or uh, in denial, almost, of that, like, that would be a thing. And, like, I don't know. Like, it doesn't make sense to me what's happened and eight months and I don't think I'll ever be able to to pinpoint it I just know that it's true and I know that God is real yeah so yeah and you know the, there's scripture about um you know we've made a new creation uh, the old is gone and the new has come you ever going back to old Logan uh no sir <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going anywhere close back to there um and there's still so much room for growth too of like it's so with like recovery or like getting out of that, you're never fully recovered. Um, but it's about like the constant, what are you doing to um, like feed into that? And like, what are you doing to like avoid temptation? And like, I don't know, there's times where I'll think about it and I'll try and turn to scripture. And it's not, this is coming from a place of like, I've been very broken and I'm still on a journey. Like I am fresh in the start of this journey. And so, as I speak, these are all words of encouragement and areas that I still need to grow in. Mm-hmm. Like there's still so much room for growth. Like I said, I haven't reached my goal. I'm half like halfway yeah. there. So yeah. there's there's still a lot of room for uh, mistakes and stuff like that. And the, the biggest thing for me has always been if I set a goal and I slip up even a little bit, then I feel like I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm trying to, to stay in, like encouraged with that. Yeah. So. Well, and that's one ironically beautiful thing about the idea of recovery, what you said that it isn't like you're, you don't just like, all right, now I am recovered. It is a lifelong journey. And that's something I've been thinking about as far as faith goes that man, American Christian culture, like we are very achievement driven. We are very knowledge driven. And so we feel like if we learn these certain things, if we do these certain things, then we can achieve expert Christian status. And, you know, I just mentioned, you know, probably 10 minutes ago that I have journal entries from 10 years ago that I have read and been convicted by, which <clears throat> shouldn't be the case, right? Like I should have learned that thing 10 years ago and then good, I've solved it. And now I am a more superior Christian 10 years later. But now I've, I'm, I've come to realize that even at age almost 36, 
that I am still going on a journey. And like you said, like 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, there are ways that I can continue to grow and grow and walk closer to God. Um, and so that's, I mean, yeah, that's a beautiful thing about recovery is it, it is like a, a real life example of that idea that what's important is if you think something can be achieved and, and just taken care of, you'll approach it one way. And that's like, let me learn these things. Let me do these things. But if you understand something is a lifelong journey, you approach it in a very different way. It's a matter of who am I going to be each day? How am I going to position myself? What am I going to set in place for each day and how I understand the world? And so, man, that's awesome. And it's also what and who are you doing it for? Mm-hmm. If you don't have the what and the who behind what you're doing it or why you're doing it, then there's no way to just like sustain it. It's going to, it's going to eventually die out. And that's like with my employees at Aquatots, we are so like our job is so much bigger than a paycheck and so much bigger yeah. than, Oh, I have to come in for a five hour shift. And that's because there's a much bigger why behind the what. So yeah. one thing I love about your story is, uh, you know, it's, there's just stuff that doesn't make sense. Like, you know, saying that your father passing away was the best possible thing for your faith. And, and also the fact that, you know, you didn't even know that drinking was a problem. But then once you found out, God took it away, which is not, that's not the norm. Like, that's not what human logic says. And another thing that I've been sitting with a lot is the idea that the wisdom of God is foolishness to man. And let's say old Logan did realize there was a problem. He probably would have then, like, kind of thought forward to say, well, okay, yeah, okay, maybe I'll cause a problem. So it's going to take this, that, and the other to get to a point where, you know, I'll even deal with this. Or if old Logan knew that his father was going to pass away, well, it's going to take this much time of grieving. And like he would have, if he known the best he could have done is forecast how he understands people can get through it. But God was like, well, I can do things like that. I can change things immediately. Yeah. Which is really powerful. <laughs> yeah. It, um, I, it's one of those things that I, I can't put words on and, uh, I know what it feels like mm-hmm. and it's just, it's pure joy yeah. of like the power of God and the strength of God. Um, but I can't, I don't, I can't put like words to that. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of putting words to things, I was thinking about this while you were talking about um, how you want to spend more time in scripture so that you can kind of gain that spiritual arsenal and uh, be able to spit things out like Aaron Rose, who we actually had in episode two, I think. And she probably spit out a bunch of scriptures yeah. then too, um, which is good. Like we should learn scripture. We should have those. That's something I'm working on too. Um, what's also encouraging is uh, I think a passage is like Peter, when he healed the man at the gate on the Sabbath and the Pharisees got mad and snatched him up and put him on trial and asked him a question. And then he went in with an answer that was provided by the Holy Spirit that was so deep and powerful that the Pharisees are like, how in the world is he talking like this? He is an uneducated man. And for them, they're thinking of all the training they went through, all the scripture they've memorized. How in the world is this fisherman able to say the things that he's saying? Um, and so what's beautiful is as we continue to grow and learning more and more about God, God can also speak through us. And so I feel like he's given you a unique opportunity um, to speak into some places because of what you'd experience. So, uh, so I have two questions. And I'll ask them both now, and you can just answer them back to back. Okay. But what, um, 
this is just off the bat, um, you know, what is what encouragement do you have for those that are struggling with loss right now? And what encouragement do you have for those that are struggling with something like alcohol right now? Um, well, I can answer both of those with one <laughs> one statement. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll go in a little bit more depth as well. So um, first thought is that you cannot do it alone. Um, yes, lean on people um, and lean on your community around you. Um, but more so lean into God and see what it is he is necessarily trying to tell you in that time. Um, and just follow with obedience. Um, if you have obedience, he's going to give you the strength to do whatever, whatever his plan is for you. And it's much bigger than you can ever imagine. Um, and so that's been, that's why when I kind of started is that like obedience has been my word. Um, and I just recently was able to kind of pinpoint it. Um, not that I am perfect by any means and I've struggled a lot with obedience. I mean, I'm 21 years old. This is my first year of any sort of obedience. <laughs> um, and I've definitely been hearing from God for many years. Um, so just when you feel, I don't know, with alcohol, that's everybody's at a different spot with it. Um, and the hardest part is to like, I guess realizing is almost the easiest part. The next part is like, what do you do from there? Um, and I think that's where that, spiritual accountability comes in of if you are a fellow brother in Christ or sister in Christ that is struggling with this, reach out to somebody. Um, and if people are reaching out to you, it's out of love. It's not out of, uh, they're, they're not trying to come after you and your, like what you're doing through life. Cause that was a big thing for me is people were telling me like, Logan, you need to get this together. And my immediate reaction was lashing out at them and saying, I don't have problems and like all that sort of stuff. Um, and that's where your closest people and the ones you love will start to turn away from you. Um, so lean into that, press into that. Um, as far as loss, uh, everybody, there's, there's no correct way of dealing with any loss, um, whether it's expected or unexpected or how they go, any, anything like that. Um, that's, that's where you really have to press into God and you'll never have the full meaning or the full reason behind it. Um, but just having peace, knowing that God's will will be done Mm -hmm. and that all like he'll make all things good. Um, that's, that's been the biggest thing for me is that I've seen so many miracles worked like in my life that I can't deny God. I can't deny that God does good. Um, and the biggest thing is just know that it's not your plan. It's God's plan. And that, um, even if you lose a loved one, think about the other loved ones that, have like miracles done for them and just praise God for that. Um, so that would be my suggestions for those two. That's good. Well, anything else on your heart or mind? Um, not really. I mean, I just, <laughs> I love being able to, to talk about God. Like there's two things I'm very passionate about in life and that's Aquatots and God. And so, <laughs> um, and he's provided Aquatots to me so it can turn back to just praise God. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I hope this is encouraging for whoever listens to it. Loss and addiction can be some extremely lonely places to have to sit. But like Logan shared, you are not alone. 
And I'm excited because tomorrow is actually the start of a new NA meeting in Churchill uh, in Richmond, Virginia called Hand in Hand. It's going to be meeting Mondays at 1230 at the East End Fellowship offices, which are located at 2906 Q Street. And the zip code there is 23223. So here's the deal. If you, if someone that you love uh, is dealing with addiction, uh, you're welcome to come on out. And it is going to be a space that is going to be real, that is going to be safe, that is going to be welcoming, uh, but is going to create what Logan was talking about, the opportunity to not try to do it on your own, uh, but to come alongside others, and most importantly, to see how God can show up. So again, I want to encourage anyone uh, that is finding themselves in that space of addiction or knows someone who is, Hand in Hand is going to meet every Monday at 1230 at the East End Fellowship offices at 2906 Q Street, Richmond, Virginia, 23223. One of my favorite elements of Logan's story is how beautifully it demonstrates that the wisdom of God is foolishness to man. And man would say that the loss of one's father is a horrible thing, and it is hard. It is challenging, it is difficult, it is heartbreaking. But what Logan's story demonstrates is that there is more to life than we assume. There is more to life than we even know right now. That God is up to some things that are bigger than we can even understand. And God can use the hard, painful, challenging, difficult things to show himself, to draw us to him in some ways that blow our minds and that utterly change who we are. And, and Logan, who he is today because of what God did through loss is completely different than who he was before and where he is heading is far more exciting than where he was trying to go. And God does the same thing through things like addiction, through things that we may find ourselves either unaware of or, or incapable of exercising control. And it becomes an opportunity to let God be in control. And that's another thing that's beautiful about Logan's story that even in the hardest moment where he was ready to throw in the towel, God was like, don't forget why you stepped into this place. I am the one who inspired you. I am the one that made it possible. And if you continue to walk with me, you will not believe the things that I can and will do in your life. You know, what I love is that Logan knows that what God has done in his life through addiction uh, was not just for him, but was for others, because he knows that God is at work in something far beyond him. So if you're finding yourself in a space of loss or addiction, know that God is God and God is good. Know that the path that you see moving forward might not be the only path. God may very well be clearing a path that you didn't even know existed. God may be able to snap and change your life in a moment. And as God does that, as God works, as God leads you, as God takes you through things, don't forget to ask, where did you see God? Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Where Did You See God podcast. And I would love for your stories to be a part of it as well. So there are a number of ways that you can do that. You can check out our Facebook page at Where Did You See God podcast. You can go to anchor.fm slash Where Did You See God, or you can leave a brief voice message at 804-372-3836. I would love to hear your stories. And if the stories you've heard have encouraged you, 
uh, think of someone else who could be encouraged as well and share it with them. The music you've been listening to is You'll Walk, You'll Run by Urban Doxology. They are a solid group and you will love listening to the rest of the music. So check them out. And as always, as you go through your day, ask yourself, where did you see God?